Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bobblehead Podcast. We have another special episode today where Davin dives pretty deep into what we call OKRs. And uh, if you haven't o- heard of OKRs before, he's going to describe what they are and how we use them. But it's become not only a part of what we do, but a part of our culture at Access. And so I'm excited for you to listen to this and find out why that's important and why it's a part of our culture and how it's made a huge difference here at Access and how we do business and how we hold each other accountable. So, hey, let's get started. Hello, Davin. Hey, Tim. How are things? Things are good. Hey, I wanted to start off the podcast by congratulating you. Um, you know, for those of you that don't know, um, Davin has put up cameras all over his property and he's in the middle of trying to make a decision. Does he go um, Patreon or OnlyFans in his, uh, we're call, I think you should call it Davin on the farm. Is that what I understand? It's something that's it's a way to make extra money for 2022. Is this true? Yeah. You know, when I was projecting the budget uh, for my household for 2022, I realized I needed an additional revenue stream. And I'm like, you know, as the backbone of America as a farmer, um, I decided that maybe I needed to share my tips and tricks with the world on how to, you know, make this, make this world a better place. How to, how to feed the world. Yeah. And uh, so far we're, we're at no subscribers. Um, No, I don't have the, apparently either the mind nor the body in order to, did you go, did you decide Patreon or did you decide OnlyFans? Yeah, OnlyFans. Okay. Okay. Just because that was the first thing that popped to mind. Um, I would think the search for farm would get you lots of people that would want to see what's yeah. going on at the farm. Yeah. Cause Lisa wasn't down with farmers only.com. So I was like, well, <laughs> let's, let's change this a little bit to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> she, she went down with it cause she didn't, couldn't find a farmer on the property. You know, maybe there's, as we're talking through this only farmers.com only farmers.com. Yeah. The place to learn. Yeah. It's not where you meet people. It's where you go see people that do interesting and strange things on the farm, which is really interesting because you really don't have farm animals as such. You do, but they're not, you don't. There's dogs. And, and what, and yeah. And what crops are you growing there? Uh, Milo actually. Um, but not Milo in, in like the sense that we're going to like harvest it and sell it in the sense that my, the two of the boys dump 300 pounds of Milo out there before dove season. And so now I've got Milo that's a foot tall. <laughs> so if, if you had you going to say you grow Milo cause you throw the corn cobs after you guys eat out <laughs> out in the backyard and you're calling that a crop. Yeah. So if you're, if you happen to be a game warden, I live in uh Rowlett, Texas, um, <laughs> DM me for the address, but no, they really did. They, they dumped like 300 pounds of Milo. And so now is it just as luck would have it? There are dove everywhere. So oh, really, yeah, I think I'm actually thinking about starting a, uh, hunting preserve. I like that. Whatever, whatever keeps that. I'll probably get as many subscribers for that as I do for only farmers. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's part of the ag exemption. I, I was talking to somebody the day. Do you know that for an ag exemption in Texas, you can actually raise trees? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's farming and then there's like, I guess, agriculture. Ran- yeah. Ran- ran- there's farming ranch, ranch. animals. Yeah. Right. And, and it's funny because there's, there's different rules like for a side by side. Like if you can, if you, I believe it's, if you're in the, like on the, the tree raising side, then you can actually use your side-by-side on the road. But if you're like a traditional rancher, then you're not supposed to be able to use it on the road. Because in Texas, side-by-sides can't be used on the road at all. Some some states will allow you to be able to modify it to put blinkers and whatnot on it. But yeah. you have to be you have to be a, a tree raiser. And I, I feel like I should know the word for that, but I don't know what it's called to be a tree raiser. Well, you're not, you're not ready for that a yet. Horniculturist, maybe? Horticulturist, maybe? I'm not sure. Farmersonly.com. Horn- I think... I think- <laughs> I think hornicultures is what you were looking for and searching for with your, your <laughs> OnlyFans thing. Yeah, I think that's a different that's, issue. That's we're going to come up with our own definition. So, with that being said, welcome yeah. to uh, welcome to Access Points Podcast. Actually, it's 
bobblehead podcast now. So for those of you that uh, have been listening for a while, we have, I'm sure by now you figured out we've, we've changed the name and the branding. So um, that's that. But I think we're on episode five now of the series of year in planning. So I believe uh, what we're going to talk about today is the follow up to the last podcast we did, which was on budgeting. And so this is really taking the, the next and final step of year end planning, and that's really dealing with OKRs. So, Devin, why don't you tell us a little bit about what OKRs are and how we use them? Okay. This is something we implemented, what, Tim, about three years ago. And, and it's we do it based loosely on the book uh, Measure What Matters by John Doerr. Um, fantastic book. And, and if you're up and coming in the business world or if you've been a businessman for, for 30 years, I strongly suggest that you read this book because it really gives – I think a really solid plan into how you set objectives and key results. Um, and so, you know, the first part of it is an objective and, and these, these are your aspirational goals, right? And going back to the other one, to the last podcast where we talked about budgeting, you know, you have your revenue and you have to be able to come up with the steps, the succinct steps and plans in order to be able to accomplish that. And these, this is where objectives and key results come into play. And um, I think objectives need to be more aspirational. And they knew you can certainly put numbers around it, but numbers are more going to tie into the key results. But remember what one of our um, objectives was for last year. Do you remember? Um, we had several, but um, I don't remember the one that you're referring the to. The one that comes to mind is sexy forms. Yeah. That was, was an objective. That I, I was going to say it was, it was building a product that does what we've been wanting to do and set for the last seven years. Yeah. Yeah. But that was what we put down on paper for, for an objective for 2021 was sexy forms. Yeah. And to me, I love that side of it because there's so much to dive into, right? So objectives are what is it that you want to accomplish? Right. And then the key results is as measured by. And that's, right. the, that's, those, that's the phrase that I use when coming up with the key results to support an objective is sexy forms as measured by what? And that's really where you dive into the meat of, of OKRs is coming up with the steps to be able to measure, either quantify or qualify if you're going to accomplish that goal or not. Right. Um, and you know, that's kind of the overarching theme of what it means to, to have OKRs. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious your, your input on it because it's something we changed to a couple of years ago. And from, from your seat, do you feel like it's something that we've done well or yeah. something that's helped? Well, especially in comparison to where we were, um, you know, when it was just me, it was, you know, I'm, I'm not super structured. Okay. I'm not structured. And, you know, it would change almost every six weeks with me. And what I love is, is that, you know, I guess it's ever, it's, it's a cadence and we have a call every Friday mm -hmm. at one and every department leader talks through where they are with OKRs. And so I believe is at the end of every quarter um, that you kind of ask for, okay, mm -hmm. here's where we are. Let's, you know, turn in your new OKRs for the next quarter um, and then it's being held accountable for those. So it, to me, it, it, it was a big change, but man, it's made a huge difference. And I think for a couple of reasons, it's made a difference. One is it's held everybody accountable to do the things they said that they're going to do. But it also, it, what I've noticed is it's adding a ton of confidence to people that, you know, you're actually talking through the things that you're accomplishing that you said you were going to accomplish. And when you do that, it gives you confidence mm -hmm. and, you know, seeing that confidence build, and then seeing them add new OKRs that are even more difficult to hit or um, 
maybe even more strategic and more important to the goals of the, of the company and not just something we think we can hit, not some things that we know that we're going to be able to do, but maybe push the bounds a little bit. I love that. And you brought up a couple of important points is we do set annual objectives, but we always break those down quarterly um, because we know that oftentimes, again, you know, go back to the pandemic, six months can feel like six years. Yeah. And so much in the market and so much in the world and, and with your people can change that you know, we do it quarter to quarter. Um, and so, you know, sexy forms may, we may break that down into kind of a subcomponent of what we know it's going to take to get there. Um, and then an important note with this is when we set our quarterly objectives. So let's just say for Q1, it's going to be sexy forms as measured by production of, you know, forms designer that should not automatically become an objective of product management. You gotta make sure that you avoid the waterfall aspect to objectives and key results because something that's so important to this is the buy-in, the ability for your people all the way down to the frontline personnel, the frontline project managers to develop their own OKRs because what that does to him, to your point, everybody wants to make an impact. Everybody wants to come to a job and feel like what they do drives the company forward. and by allowing our people to, to analyze and come up with what they know is going to move the needle, then we don't have to fill their time with anything. Right. We have to just put that, that mechanism of accountability in place to allow them to check and allow their, their managers to check if they're progressing forward or not. And if they're for some reason, maybe missing their objectives, that doesn't necessarily mean they're not doing their job. Right. Right. Maybe something changed. Right. Maybe the market changed. Maybe, you know, that business line was just, you know, um, not viable. And so we choose to shut it down. And that's where that short-term aspect and the short-term element of OKRs and the reflection on that weekly with the, with the weekly business reviews is so vitally important to the, to the progress of it. And, and we still, you know, for those listening, we still approve those OKRs and make sure that they're in line with what we're trying to accomplish. But you know, when your department heads come up with those and their departments come up with their own, like you said earlier, it's, it's much easier for them to buy into those because it's their idea. And so once you get past that approval, of those OKRs, then it's just about accountability. And really on that call, they're holding, they're holding each other and really themselves accountable every single week to those. And so it's, you know, I thought it would be hard, but it's actually easier than I thought it would be because there's, there's a level of accountability there that is not on us to really hold them accountable as, us, as much as their peers. Right. Which is another interesting thing. Go back to something you said earlier, talking about, the, you know, avoid the waterfall. Explain when you say waterfall, what do you mean by that? Okay. So, you know, let's just say that my objective, again, let's go back to the, to the sexy form thing is, is that in 2022 Q1, we want to roll out sexy forms. So that's my objective. Mm -hmm. And then, the key results surrounding it may be, again, the production of the forms designer in order to be able to support the, the development of these sexy forms. In a waterfall approach, my key results would become the objectives of the subordinate leaders, right? Right. And then their objectives and their, their key results would become the objectives of the, of the people that fall under their purview. Right. And purview and on and on down the line it goes. But the problem is it creates a level of rigidity where you don't really get a lot of that lower level buy-in right? and they're just being their Their terms are being dictated by the objectives and key results of, of their leadership. Now they should be in support of, but they shouldn't be word for word right? because you're empowering your leadership all the way down to that frontline level 
to understand what you need, what we need accomplished as a company, and then be able to come up with the steps and the plan for them to take to be able to contribute to overall success. So there should be an, an, an upward trend, but there should never be a waterfall trend to, to OKRs. Got it. Thanks. That helps. Yeah, because it, it just becomes too, too scripted. Right. And once one thing is thrown off, then that entire cascading effect is lost. And now people are, are basically disjointed. Like we took away, okay, we don't need that forms designer anymore. Well, now basically everybody's just kind of like, well, what now? Right. Right. So that's, that's part of why that's so important. And wouldn't you say that OKRs have really become a part of our culture? Oh yeah. I mean, it really has. You, you talk about culture and culture is something that a lot of people see as something soft and something um, cloudy and something, you know, it's can't measure it. But the reality is, is, you know, OKRs are a big part of who we are in our culture. And then that's how we hold each other accountable and hold our team members accountable to what they're doing to achieve the goal that we're trying to achieve that quarter, that year, whatever the case, you know, that project, whatever it is. So, you know, I think people have really accepted that now as part of who we are. Absolutely. It's, it's the language we speak. Yeah. You could probably go to just about anybody in the company and be able to tell you what their OKRs are and, and not as an inspectable item, you know, but as a way to understand how they can be successful inside of this company. And a perfect example of that, Tim, is, is the WBR, is our weekly business review. And it's something I think we started doing it at the beginning of, was it 21? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And we put it in place because it, it's basically a weekly back brief. Like what did you as a department accomplish this week that again is feeding towards the overall company driver, which is, which is OKRs. And, and that's what they brief us against and seeing them hold each other and themselves accountable to that has been pretty remarkable. And it's allowed us, it's allowed the leaders across the company to do what we should do, which is, you know, kind of take a step back and we don't have to have our hands on the wheel all the time. Um, our people know what to do. And if they don't, then there's either a performance or communication issue that we can address. But what points that out oftentimes is the lack of success relative to their personal or departmental OKRs. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a nice change. It's been a good change. Uh, I know it's helpful to me, you know, I'm not always on those calls on Fridays, but I know when I'm on there, it gives me a really good understanding of where everyone is. You know what? One of the things I've talked about in past podcasts is, you know, me having black holes. And what I mean by that is, you know, I think I know what's going on, but I don't get reports back on what's going on. And so then after a while, I assume that nothing's going on and it's not right always. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it is, but it's not always right. But those help me understand where we are and the progress we're making um, in certain departments. It's a, it's a, for me, I see it as kind of a review, a report. Um, but yet at the same time for, for the people doing it, it's OKRs and being accountable to the steps and progress that, you know, they thought they wanted to make and needed to make in order for us to meet our goals. Yeah. And it's more of an adjacent topic, but if you don't have some sort of WBR, some sort of weekly business review inside of your company, start doing it yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Um, it will make you feel more or less comfortable as needed as a leader, depending on the feedback that you're getting. Um, and when you are able to keep your finger on the pulse at the appropriate level, it allows you to start spotting things at, at a strategic level. And we know if somebody's, you know, blowing smoke during the WBR, we know it. Right. Because there's deviation from what, it, from what they said they were, they were going to do to be successful. 
And it allows us to be able to call that out more appropriately and really kind of see things for what they are. And then the other side of that is just giving you an overall back brief on what the hell is going on inside of your company, which is right. for, for your, for your ease of mind is worth, is worth its weight anyway. And if you're, if you're an entrepreneur or business owner and you have people that work for you, I would say there's, there's not many things that are going to give you more peace than something like a WBR every week. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it really doesn't last very long. It's typically what, 30 minutes? Yeah, at most. And so, you know, if you have more than 10 employees, 10 team members, you know, I highly recommend it. And for, for no other reason that it helps your people stay accountable and to stay on track with what they're doing, but it's great for you and that you can leave, you know, especially doing on a Friday, you can go into the weekend understanding exactly where you stand on projects and where you stand with your people and knowing for sure that your people are actually making progress. And then when you're small, you know, one of the things you wonder is, are my people being productive? Are they actually working and doing the things that we need to do to be successful? And that's going to be, give you a really good feel for if that's true or false. Yeah. And our prime example of that, I think is, is Bill Gasway is our, yeah. our support manager. And he's done such a good job since he's assumed um, responsibilities in that role of diving into the why behind those, those OKRs, because he knows every Friday, I'm super interested to know what our SLA's numbers were, right. right? Like how well are we supporting our customers? And so he has to report that number to us. And so it empowers him to dive into figure out why, you know, whether we hit it good, why, if mm -hmm. we didn't, why? Yeah. And then that allows him to understand the productivity and then the overall throughput of, of his people. And it's also fun. Like I know, I know Rennie, um, it's been really fun because we have a, we use security scorecard. And uh, so one of the highlights, you know, of the whole, of the whole call is see what our, secu our security scorecard number is. Um, and, you know, we can, you know, if they're down, then we give them, give them heck. And if they're up, we praise them. But, you know, either way, it's, it's been fun to see that because it's a way, you know, with, with security card card scorecard, it's, it's a measurement that we don't do. It's an outside source is measuring it, but what we do affects it. And to see those results, every time is really fun when that slide comes up and we see what that number is. And, uh, and it's really been, it, it makes it fun. It's almost that, that green light, yellow light, red light thing of it's a simple measurement, but, um, there's a lot of work goes in behind it. And if we're down, then the accountability is here's why we're down. Yeah. I love that. It, and it really gives them a chance to, you know, kind of brag about their departments sure. on, on a weekly basis too. You know, you think of, of Irvon and, and their, um, you know, how many story points they've accumulated. They right. love briefing the company on those types of successes. And, and I think the other side of that, is there's always accountability in place. Like if we're missing our SLAs, I darn sure want to know why, but we don't turn it into a, a hand slapping opportunity. Mm -hmm. We allow them the runway to explain their own shortcomings. So it's less of me holding them accountable and so much more about them holding themselves accountable. And you want to talk about where the magic happens inside of a company. If you can get your leadership and your people to have that level of self-reflection, then they're going to want to make it better because they care about each other rather than having to worry about a 5 PM phone call on a Friday with HR. Right. And I, and I think one of the things that, that's nice is, you know, if, if they know they have to present on Friday, and those numbers or their OKRs are not being hit or whatever the case is, they have to go through the mental process of uh, for themselves understanding why, because they're going to have to explain why. And it's a lot better than them presenting it and us saying, well, why is that? And they go, oh, you know, I haven't really thought about that. But they know Friday they're going to have to come and explain why. And so it causes them that introspection 
before you even ask. Mm -hmm. And so it's great because it's almost like they're managing themselves at that point in time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really in essence, that's the beauty in the, in the desired end state of implementing OKRs in your company Yeah, is yes, it paints a big pretty picture about what it is that we want to accomplish, but more importantly, it breaks down how we're going to get there and then empowers people all the way down to the frontline level, the people that support our customers and work with our customers and sell our software to know how they can be successful. And if they're missing the mark, it provides them the glide path to be able to, to get back on track. So in conclusion, would you say that we've decided that OKRs are or are not important? I would say we're hedging towards the R side. Okay. Okay. So we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. I think we're going to keep okay. doing it for 2022. I mean, from what we just said, sounds pretty good and we're doing it. So I guess we'll keep doing it. I guess we may as well. I like it. Absolutely. So is it D-A-V-I-N on the farm or is it any hyphens or is it just Davin on the farm.com? You know what? I got to, I got to protect that blue check mark. So DM me on various social media outlets or actually please don't. To, uh, to, to find out what that what that handle is on, on it's just a joke I'm please yeah. don't he's yeah, not please, doing, please he's leave not me really alone on social media he's not doing that but you can hit us up at um, on Instagram at bobblehead podcast and uh, look us up there hey follow us and uh, we that's where we put out quite a few engagement questions during the week hey we'd love for you to uh, to respond to some of those questions and uh, you can send the comments or you can direct message us whatever you want to or if you don't not a big social media person you can email us at hello at bobbleheadpodcast.com. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on, hey, if you thought this was good, tell us. If you thought it was bad, tell us. You've got reasons why. We'd love to know that too. We'd also uh, love feedback on, do you use OKRs? Or if you want more information about OKRs, hey, send us some, send us uh, an engagement either via um, email or engage with us on, um, on Instagram. And we'll answer you and we'll come back and tell you maybe some places to go look and get more detailed information on how to do OKRs. Yeah. Or maybe we'll actually learn something too, because we are not the subject matter expert, experts, nor do we claim to be. Um, this is the way we do it here and it works well for us, but we're always looking for ways to get better. So, you know, and our listeners are going to help us get there. Absolutely. Davin, thanks for your help. Good stuff. Thanks, Tim. Talk to you next time.